Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, God bless you. We love hearing from you. We miss you. We just excited about what God is doing in these end times. We are his vessel. We said, Lord, use us. Whatever way we can be a blessing, we want to be used. We want to be ready at all times. So I hope your heart desire is the same, to be ready at all times, to be used by God in whichever way he wants you to be used, whatever formal or function he wants you to be used. Be be ready. Because God is not a respecter of a person. He doesn't say, well, I call John Blow, but I don't call Mary Paul. No. Be ready. Seek his heart. Seek his face. And uh, in doing that, you will see his heart. And his heart is you. Loving you. Showing you how much he cares about you. And just showing himself strong in your behalf. Amen. Let's go ahead and get started. We're going to be talking about something very important to every one of us. Our Christian walk is to be intentional with our words. You see, our words uh, 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 has creative power. When we get born again, the Lord deposited his spirit within you. That caused your spirit man to be born again. The same power that created the heaven and the earth and raised Jesus from the dead and raised Lazarus from the dead and caused the blind eyes to see and put the moon in, in the stars and galaxy. That same power dwells within you. That same wisdom lives within you. And he is the father, the almighty God. He lives within you. And when you speak, he is talking through you. That's why he said, meditate on my word day and night. So that way you can observe to do all that is with in it so that your words line up with my words because if that happened he would do what you said amen so let's look at a couple of scriptures that that will that will help us to see that being intentional with our words is very very important that's what the lord wants us to do he wants to bless us so much that he wants us to call those blessings in our life not death not sickness, not disease. He wants to bless us so much. But if we call in something else, we tie his hands. Amen. Okay, so let's look at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. That said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. And then let's look at Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2. It says that you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. The word snare, it means you are trapped. How many times you getting trapped? The enemy is just waiting. The enemy is seeking, waiting and seeking who he may devour. He doesn't have power to devour you. He trips you. He tried to trip you trap you also you know cause you to say something that 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 wasn't so but then catch you and say oh it's happening now because you said it don't listen to that just guide your words you see you don't have to be like oh i gotta be careful what i say because i might say the wrong thing no you don't need to live in fear that's not the point of this message. The point of this message is for you to know that your words are powerful. For you to know that God lives within you. So don't just say out of words. When you're going to say something, check with the Holy Spirit. Make sure it lines up with God's word. Make sure your words are edifying. Make sure your words are lifting up. Make sure your words are exalting. Make sure your words are a blessing to yourself first and then to someone else. Because they come out of your mouth, it should bless you first more than anybody else, right? So, when we think about being precise with our words, we need to think that, hey, God lives within me. I can't just jump in and say, well, I got to line my words up with his words. 
So let's look at some some of the children of Israel uh, uh, did not do that. And we can learn from them. We're not pointing finger. We can learn from them. Uh, Numbers chapter 14, verse 1. This is when the children of the spies came back and brought news to the children of Israel and telling them there were giants in the land. Even though, yes, the land is good, it's flowing with milk and honey, but there were still giants and they felt like they weren't able to take the giants. Caleb and Joshua said, no, 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 we have a God. We can take them. They're easy. They're bread for us. But the eight of them, which were the majority, they said, no, we're not able to do that because they're leaning mostly on their senses instead of on the promise of God that God had given them that land. And most of the time in our lives, when we get a, we get a news, we let up the news says so and so, the report says so and so, the economist says so and so, what we get sidetracked from what God said. Amen. So let's look at this chapter 14, verse 1. And so all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. And the people wept that night. I read the thing they wept all night. How many times you get caught between the hard place and the rock and you kind of wondering all night, oh Lord, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then you start crying because now you took your eyes off of what God said and you got your eyes on what happening around you. And when you get your eyes on what's happening around you, it's so easy to have your words framed with what's happening around you instead of what God said. So let's go. Verse 2 said, And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, listen what it said to, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness. So circumstances of life should not dictate on how we we plan our, our future and how we plan our destination. But these people already calling death on themselves. They say, I don't care. We could have just died in Egypt. We could have just died in this wilderness. And that was not very pleasing to God. Because they believe God not. If you keep reading, and... Why have the Lord brought us, verse 3, say, why have the Lord brought us in this land that we may fall by the sword and our wives and children been taken victim? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces and said, come on, hold still. That's my translation. Please don't go anywhere. The law is good. He had done so much for us. We cannot just see one giant and run away. You know, and then as she kept reading the story, keep coming down. Verse 11 said, then the Lord said to Moses, how long, how long will these people reject me? So you see, the thing here is if God gives you a promise in his word about your situation and you don't believe that you're rejecting the law because God and his word are one. You're rejecting the law. And how long will I not, how long will they not believe me? Oh, Lord, help me. How long will they not believe me with all the signs we, I have performed among them? So God is saying, how long, will I, how long will these people reject me? How long will it take for them to believe me? After I have done so much among them, so many th- and miracles I have done among them. And yet still they did not believe. You know why? Because they got the eyes of the word of God. They got the eyes of what the promise said, what God said, I give you this land. They got the eyes on the giants. And giants happen in our lives. We should remember to get our eyes back on the word and not on the giants. Amen. And when we get our eyes back on what God said, we can be intentional with our words and change our world. Hallelujah. 
Now let's go all the way. Just cool down. It's still chapter 14 due to time. I'm not going to read the whole chapter 14, but it really is going to be advantageous to you to go back and read that whole chapter, that chapter 13, the middle part coming to all the way to the end of chapter 14. You will be blessed and you will learn from them. Not not pointing fingers at them, but you can learn from them. So God said in verse 20 of chapter 14, then the Lord said to Moses, I have pardoned according to your words. Because Moses had to pray for them and said, Lord, please pardon mercy, mercy, right? And all the earth, and God said, but truly as I live, all the earth shall see. All the earth shall be filled with the glory of God. Verse 22, because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I have done in Egypt in the wilderness and I have put and have put me to a test this time. These 10 times have I not, he, ha, have they not hear my voice? They certainly will not see the land of the land of which I have sown unto their father, nor shall any of these who has rejected me. Because of what? And then if you keep going down, the Lord said to Moses again and said, keep, you know, listening. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron again saying, how long should I bear with this evil generation, congregation who complain against me? Have I? I have heard the complaints which the children of Israel have against me. Said to them, as, as, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken, remember, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so will I do. God said, just the same way you have said it, I will do it. Amen. That's the point I was trying to get to. Whatever you say, he's going to do. Now, if you say it works positively and negatively, if you say the negative things, you take yourself underneath, uh, underneath the protection of God and the devil has the right to carry out what you say because you left yourself without protection. But if you say what God said, the devil has no right to come and violate that protection because God will then do what you say if you, his word is in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I also want us to look at Joshua. Now we learn from what the children of Israel did. We don't want to do that. Let's look at what Joshua did. This time, really quickly, Joshua, uh, the Lord told uh, Joshua and said, Moses, your, your master is dead. Go to Joshua chapter 1. Let's look at verse 8. God said, Josh, uh, Moses is dead. This is what I want you to do. I want you to meditate, 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 meditate. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 said, This book of the Lord shall not depart. God is talking from your mouth. You shall meditate in it. Meditate me, ponder it, go over it, clarify it, think about it, you know, rehearse it to yourself, pull it apart. Uh, meditate on the word of God day and night that you will do what observe to do according to all that is written within it. So that way you will make your way prosper. And then you shall have good success. You know, when you pull, <laughs> You get, just get a word of God on the inside of you. That will change your life. If you say, get a word of God on the inside of you, that will change your life. Whatever your situation is, as long as you get the word of God on the inside of you, it will change. It has to change. You see, the thing is the word of God does not change. But the word of God is that power that we apply to stuff that causes it to change. Their stuff will change. So Joshua got the word of God in his mouth. Why? Because God told him to. Now, if you go quickly to Joshua chapter 10, I will tell you a good example 
Joshua chapter 10, verse 12 through 15. Let's go out there quickly what Joshua did. This time, there was a whole bunch of army, superpower coming against Joshua. You know, Joshua was fighting those people, the all five kings, superpower coming against Joshua. And God, Joshua said, Law, oh, my law, help me. They're coming against Israel. And God said, the first thing God addressed, do not be afraid. Because when we get our eyes off the wall of God, we get afraid. And God said, do not fear them, for they will not survive. So the thing here is, in those days, Joshua, uh, he knew the Lord was fighting for him. But he said something. He had to say something. In the terrain where they were fighting, they didn't know the terrain because they were new to the area. So as the sun went trying to go down, they were losing. So he said, no, we're not going to do that. So Joshua was so bold because the word of God was so strong within him. After meditating on the word of God for this long, he had a right to say something. He's going to say some stuff. So when you look here, Joshua chapter uh, 10 verse 12, then Joshua spoke to the Lord in a day when the Lord delivered up up the Amorites before the children of Israel and the sign in the sight of all Israel. Joshua said, son, be still. Now, Joshua is talking to stuff that already has been created. He's talking to the universe. He says, son, be still. More, do not go down. Verse 13 said, and so the sun stood still and the moon stopped until the people of Israel revenged against all their enemies. So it was, so, so this is written in the book of Joshua. So that the sun stood still in the midst of the heaven and did not hasten to go down for a whole day. For a whole day. Hmm. I wonder if that's what happened to the leap year. I don't know. But it has something to do with leap year, right? But the sun stands still. The moon stands still. It did not go down. And... Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it said, verse 14 said, and there has never been a day like this and will never be one that the Lord has heeded the voice of a man. The Lord has heeded the voice of a man. And he's still doing that today. That's why when you call yourself healed, all you saying is whatever God said about me, I'm saying it. Whatever God said, I am, I am. All I'm doing, I'm just announcing what God said. Hey, man. So Joshua had to get himself filled with the word of God to command the sun and the moon to stand. And I tell you, they have to obey. They have to obey because God will do what you said when his word is in your mouth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's the same thing that what Jesus said in the book of Mark eleven twenty three, and said, say unto whosoever shall say, be that removed and be cast into the sea. It shall be done unto you. You see what I mean? The thing here is you got to be very, very, very intentional. What do you want today? How do you want your life to be changed? Are you just playing hokey pokey? Are you just saying, oh, you just kind of hiding behind the bush and being all scared? What are you doing? It's time that you stand up for your family. It's time that you stand up in a storm, in the face of a storm and say, no, I will not die and I will live and proclaim the word of God. I am not going to stay poor all my life. I am coming out. Hallelujah. I am coming out. Glory to God. That's what you said because God wants to bless you so much. Who, if you even have a slight idea how much he wants to show himself faithful to you, you will be bold. 
He said, come into my throne room with boldness. Because you're not going to be bold if the word of God is not on the inside. Like you're going to be timid. Because the devil will say something, you will have nothing to reply to him. But when you are filled with the word of God, you are bold like a lion. No, nothing can stand before you. Because you know your father. You trust your father. You know him. He got your back. And when you say what he said, he will do what you said. A quick story uh, in conclusion. This woman had a fever, on a spleen fever at the hospital. And they kept running all kind of tests. They kept running all kind of tests. They couldn't find anything. But she kept telling the doctor, I am, low. I am burning up on the inside. I am just burning up on the inside. I can't quit burning up on the inside. And the doctor, one of the specialists, looked at her and said, Would you quit saying that? Just don't say that phrase again for a week. And let's see what happened. And you know something? That fever went away because she quit saying it. She quit saying that. Whatever you say, your mouth is the, is the rudder to the ship. Your mouth lead the cause of your life. Another story, a man and his whole family had an accident. This is a true one. The first one is a true one. He, they had an accident from their five. The, the mom was in critical condition. The three kids were in critical condition. He was the only one that was standing up being able to walk. And he kept telling the paramedics, I don't know I can make it. I don't know I'll be able to make it. But you're the only one breathing and walking. I don't think I'll be able to make it. I don't think I'll be able to make it. Looking at his family, he kept saying, I don't think I will make it. I don't think I will make it. The end result is he was the only person that died for not even complication of that, of that accident. The rest of his family lived because he kept telling himself, I don't think I will make it. I don't think I will make it. Oh! today i can tell you we will make it we will come out we will shine we are healed we are prosper because god says so oh my brothers and sisters if you don't get excited about what god called you about how god see you i encourage you to get yourself into the world of god into his promises he called you blessed he called you prosper he called you healed he called you overcomer Hallelujah. The devil has no hold on you. He had no hold on your family. Be intentional with your words. When you're going to talk something, make sure what you say line up with God's word because that is going to happen. That is what you're going to get. And he said it in the beginning. He will say it again because you are filled with his power. You are filled. You all inside of you is his power inside of you. His spirit lives in you. And don't go around calling yourself broke, calling yourself stupid, calling yourself I'm not smart, calling yourself I'm not pretty, I'm not handsome. Those are all lies, 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 lies. Start speaking the truth over yourself. Start speaking the truth over your family. Start speaking life over your family, over your relative, over your nation, over your children, over your churches, over your life, over your jobs. Start speaking life. Hallelujah. God love you. We love you. We love you. We praise God for you. We can't wait to hear from you. What are we trying to do today? Is to encourage you to know that God is for you. He loves you. Go today knowing God for yourself. Knowing how to walk with him. Love him. And know his heart. It's a heart is to come alive for you. But you will tie your, his hands if you are not saying what he said to you. What he said in his word. Hallelujah. Be blessed today. We love you. We'll see you back here next week.